Here in Minnesota, where I live, we are always looking for amusing things to do inside to stay warm and cozy when it gets freezing cold outside. For this wintry season, you and I are going to heat things up with a winter replay of my most playful, inspiring, and popular episodes from the past four seasons of Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast. I'm also including new intros in every episode so that we can stay connected until my deliciously tempting season five starts. So slip into something snugly warm and grab a hot and steamy drink. It's time to indulge in all of the winter replayfulness on Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast. Here we are the last Wednesday in January. Can you believe it? I'm kind of relieved because, because I live in Minnesota and if you're from the Midwest, you know it, it can get really cold in the winter, although it has not been so bad. But I'm excited about February because I have some exciting announcements in February about season five. It's my birthday. It's Valentine's Day. And I'm taking a little trip to Denver to do a little pre-scouting for this Divorced and Happy ski trip that I'm going to be offering in 2025. I know. Stay tuned for that. Well, last week we had so much fun, didn't we? Talking about kink and getting your kink on after divorce. I always love it when I drop episodes about kink because that's when I get to hear from more divorce dad listeners. <laughs> so I love all the things that you shared. Uh, we had so much fun on social media. If you are not yet following me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, please do. Especially on, on Instagram. We have so much fun there. I just love that community. It's very active. Today I am replaying a solo episode about being a recovering good girl. One who doesn't just love kink, but who also doesn't apologize like she used to, or doesn't try to please like she used to. A lot of fun things about being a recovering good girl. This episode was dropped, oh gosh, two plus years ago. And I am still admittedly a recovering good girl, but I will say I am more recovered than I was in 2021. So celebrating that today. Uh, areas that I have made progress to just to see if you can relate to this. So for example, I no longer attach my worth to what I am producing, meaning I choose to do things, invest into things that give meaning and purpose to my life, not because I need to do it to feel worthy. Like this podcast, for example. I love it. I love doing this podcast. Uh, another example would be I don't I don't feel the need to be so perfect in life anymore. I don't feel the need to present perfection the way that I used to when I was in my 20s. If you were in my house today, you would agree because it is a mess. I have piles everywhere. I still have my Christmas tree up. I know. But hey, I'm not apologizing for it. One area that I feel like I have really recovered in is being really mindful and conscious to be my full self in relationships and not performing. I don't know if you have done this in your life. But again, when I was younger, I always felt like I had to be a certain person in order to be liked, in order to be loved and valued. And now I, I just want to be me. I want to be all of me. I want to be a fully human. And uh, if you if you enjoy my company, great. And if you don't, that's okay too. Uh, when it comes to dating, I've definitely had practice in this area of realizing that I am enough even if someone does not want to date me or continue dating me, it doesn't take away my worth. That one's been harder for me in the last couple of years. I've really had to work on that. Like, yeah, it's okay. This person can leave my life and I am still worthy of love and all the good things. So I am grateful that I have making strides around that. I do actually have a mantra that 
I say, if not daily, for sure weekly. And that is, is simply, I am enough. I am enough. It's kind of like the Barbie movie. I am enough. I loved that. I loved that line from that movie. So I want to share a, a story with you quick because it connects to the topic today of being a recovering good girl. So last summer, right before the movie Barbie opened in theaters, I dropped what I thought was a very clever, cheeky reel. It was uh, a doll that had a likeness to Barbie and she was enjoying a lot of spicy fun with male dolls and one female doll. And I had some cheeky comment about, you know, variety adds to the spice of life for my first week after divorce or something like that. You know, I was being funny. And I don't know if you saw that reel, but if you're on Instagram, go to that reel. I've deleted all these comments, but I had so many men commenting on that reel, telling me what a whore and what a slut I was for posting that reel. And I will say the good girl in me felt kind of, you know, that good girl energy felt kind of triggered. I felt a little shame. And I thought, oh my gosh, I should take this down. And I was focusing on all of that negativity. And then fortunately, the recovering good girl in me said, oh no, no, (laughs) you are not going to take that reel down. You are going to own it, own your sexual renaissance and they can all go fuck off. Well, I didn't tell them to fuck off. I just blocked and deleted all of those people and deleted their comments. And actually, I took that experience and I had a lot of positive conversations with male friends who I trust. We talked a lot about, you know, the hypocrisy and how men can talk about sexuality quite freely and not really be called names like that. But women can't. We talked about the patriarch. Actually became a very empowering situation. So divorce dad listening today, I want to ask you how you are an ally for women when they express themselves sexually. Because really, it's the recovering good girl and that woman doing that. So be our ally. We need more allies around around sexuality and, and being sexual beings just like you are. Plus, I mean, come on. Having more uh, divorced women desiring sex and being a sexual being is, is good for you. If, if you want to date us, right? It's good for you. It helps you out. Does not make your life worse. I promise. Another thing I love about being a recovering good girl is that I get to raise a brave girl. My daughter, she's 12 and she's a force. She is fierce. When she was little, she would, at the playground, she would climb everything, anything, everything, as high as she could go. And it you know, always gave me a heart attack. She's <laughs> been to the ER three times for stitches, but she's still as courageous as ever. And she also is a performer. She writes songs. She writes poetry. She's an actress. So she performs in front of strangers. I remember one time specifically her acting coach said, hey, why don't you, why don't you sing a song? You have an audition coming up. I want you just to pick a song and sing it. She had no preparation. And she said, okay, and just stood up and she sang that song Butterfly by Miley Cyrus. Do you know that song? Well, of course, I immediately sobbed because it was so touching. And also she was just so brave. But you know what? My fearless girl still apologizes all the time for things she has no business apologizing for. And it hurts me. It hurts me. It hurts me when I hear women daily doing that. I, I, at work, just at the grocery store, women, we are always apologizing for nothing. But I am grateful that as her mother and a recovering good girl, I can help her also at such a young age be a recovering good girl. So if you are a divorced mom listening who has a daughter, you have 
such an amazing gift to give her and helping her be a recovering good girl too. Because we recovering good girls, we need to help each other out. So if you are ever around me and I'm apologizing for things I shouldn't be apologizing for, you just you just tell me, hey, Sadie, uh-uh, no, no. And I will do the same for you. All right, now I want to know, where are you at with your own recovering good girl journey? Do you have a mantra? And in this episode, I share a list of the top five things that I am never apologizing for again. And I want to know, what would you add to this list? So you should DM me after this episode and let's keep this conversation going. All right, let's get this inspirational winter replay started with a playful reminder of the February 10th Divorced and Happy Pajama Party. Excited but also nervous about diving back into the dating pool? Try my new dating flavor profile quiz, Vanilla Strawberry Sprinkles. It's a flavorful way to get to know your date. The quiz is made up of three categories of questions. Vanilla covers compatibility basics. Strawberry is more about emotional connection. And Sprinkles is for intimate and spicy conversation. This cheeky fun quiz is coming your way soon. Learn more at divorcedandhappy.net. I am so excited to be with you today. Solo, I am going solo all month in July. It's just you and me having delicious conversation on what we've learned after divorce. And one thing that I have learned after my divorce is that I am a recovering good girl. My name is Sadie Marie and I am a recovering good girl. Maybe you are as well. I know most of my life I have felt the constant need to apologize. And after being on social media in the last year of my life with this podcast, it has been very clear to me that a lot of women in my generation have had the same experience. We have felt like we've had to apologize for pretty much everything. Trivial things like bumping into someone at the store or making a request or apologizing if someone couldn't hear us and needs us to speak louder or apologizing when we didn't immediately respond to a text or an email. Always saying sorry. I know there was a time in my life when someone could have spit on my shoe and I would have apologized for it. I'm sorry, did my shoe offend you? Did I wear the wrong shoe today? What did my shoe do wrong? You know you do it too, right? And men, if you are listening to this podcast, I just want you to hop on this recovering good girl ride, this RGG ride. Just lean into it. Just lean into it. You'll gain some compassion. You'll gain some more awareness of a woman's journey in this world that we live in. It's going to make you more emotionally available, which will in return make women find you more desirable. It'll lead to more sex, et cetera, et cetera. Just trust me on this. Just lean in, guys. Lean into this episode. So I, like so many women in my generation, I'm a Gen Xer, have gotten the art of apologizing down. I mean, I could put it on my resume as a special skill. I also live in the Midwest, and that could be another factor because I believe we Midwestern ladies are just especially good at apologizing. Like we could have competitions, bring out the medals. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. No, no. You think you're sorry, but I'm really sorry. No, I'm the sorriest. Is that a word? I don't know. Ladies on the coasts, I'm just going to say, we Midwestern ladies will crush you when it comes to saying sorry. 
And I was actually, I was actually a quiet and sensitive kid. I know some people who know me now will find that hard to believe, but I was a very sensitive kid and I was raised by a perfectionist and I lived in, you know, like the eighties, seventies, eighties, where women were still pretty much second-class citizens. So I learned at a young age that I just wasn't enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't good enough. And I better start apologizing for it. I better start apologizing for having opinions or feelings, especially feelings, because I was a very sensitive kid. And of course, my imperfections. But I also learned that there was power in being sweet. My birth name, I'm coming out here today. I'm really going for it. My birth name is Sarah. Such a sweet name, isn't it? Sweet, sensitive Sarah. And even more powerful than being sweet was being, that's right, good. Oh, being good was the ticket, honey. So I got really good at being sweet, being good, being quiet, being passive, looking the right way, saying the right thing, doing the right thing, aka pleasing, overachieving, and always asking others for permission. Is it okay that I do this? Is it okay that I feel this way? Is it okay that I look this way? Is it okay that I want this? Can you please give me permission? Can you please affirm me so I know I'm okay? Everyone nodding your head listening to this. Does this sound familiar? And who did the teachers love? The good girl. And who did the other moms want their kids to play with? The good girl. Of course, my good girl, perfectionistic, passive behavior carried over into my friendships and my dating relationships. Forget feeling powerful in a relationship when you're a good girl. You can't even achieve what I now know in midlife is called reciprocal relationships. I didn't even know what those were until like three years ago. If you're a recovering good girl in midlife, you know where I'm going with all of this. So intermarriage, right? And my good girl mindset, what did it do? It led me to feel like a victim in my marriage. I felt like things were always happening to me. I didn't feel like I had options or a real say in decisions. I just had to suck it up and cope. And how did I do that? I overate, I overspent, constantly was productive, trying to be a good girl, even when I was married. And my constant apologizing to my ex-husband, it didn't make things any better. In fact, it only made me feel more powerless. But fortunately, that is not where my story ended. And like all good stories, I had a reversal. Now the reversal is the moment in the story when something dramatic happens that changes the course of action for the heroine. And what was my reversal? It was my divorce. It was my divorce. And what I've learned on being on the other side of divorce is constant apologizing and pleasing never leads to a place of power, nor does trying to be perfect or constantly attempting to be good. All of that really is quite exhausting. And actually, I'm over it. Are you over it? I bet you are. So thank you, divorce, for teaching me this. I now know I was never a victim in my marriage. I just had the mindset of a victim, which I no longer have. I know, after a lot of internal work, lots of therapy, that I have full control of how I think and how I respond and how I behave and who I surround myself with. And I have full control of who gets my time and attention and who does not. And guess who gets a lot more of my time and attention now after my divorce? I do. And post-divorce, I've actually had fun. Yes, I've had fun practicing a new way. I call it the recovering good girl way. Like being direct. It's amazing, especially 
when dating and setting expectations of how I want to be treated in relationships. The word reciprocal now is one of my favorite words. I use it all the time. I also like practicing being kind to myself and not taking myself as seriously. I like laughing at myself because I do some funny, silly shit. Good for me. I'm human. And I also am very mindful of how many times in one day I say the word sorry. I think today I said it twice. It's pretty good. Pretty good for recovering good girl. That is trickier because that whole sorry that is conditioned deep in me. Always apologizing for most of my life, but I am practicing a new way. So today I am publicly declaring as a recovering good girl, five things that I'm no longer apologizing for. And I want all of you recovering good girls and gentlemen leaning in and listening to hold me accountable. And I'm going to do the same for you. So number one, I am no longer apologizing for someone else's behavior. If you're acting like junk, I'm going to let you own all of that junkiness. I'm not apologizing for it anymore. Feels good. Number two, I'm no longer apologizing for my feelings. I get to have them. I have a lot of them. I'm going to own them and take care of them and express them, but I'm not apologizing for them anymore. Yay. Number three, I am no longer apologizing for saying no to something I don't want to do. I don't have to apologize for saying no to something I don't want to do or just saying no, period. I don't want to do it. That's enough. All right. Number four, I am no longer apologizing for not having it all together all the time. Sometimes I have it all together and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I make choices I wish I could take back, but I learned from that and that's plenty. So I am done apologizing for not having it all together all the time. Feels good. All right. Number five, I am no longer apologizing for being direct about what I want and what I think. I'll do my best to tell it in a respectful manner, but being direct is speaking my truth and I like it and I'm not apologizing for it. And it's not being bossy either, sidebar. Okay, that feels good. That feels good. It feels good to be a recovering good girl. Feels authentic, feels freeing, feels honest, feels powerful. And this powerful path of being a recovering good girl also led me back to a nickname I had in my 20s. Sadie. Sadie is the fiercest part of me. Sadie is the most direct, unapologetic part of me. Sadie is the most free-spirited, playful part of me. So after my divorce, I decided Sadie's back and she is, and I'm loving her. Transformation is delicious, right? And I know being a recovering good girl is a lifestyle. It's a lifelong journey, and I am not sorry about that. Now, I want to know how long you've been on your recovering good girl path. And I want to know, was your divorce a catalyst? If you've never been married, I mean, you've never been divorced. What was the catalyst? I'd love to hear about it. If you're a guy listening, I want you to consider how you can be an ally to we recovering good girls. Because I know you're emotionally available because emotionally available men are everywhere. So guys, we need you as allies. And as a human being listening to this episode, I really want to know, what are you done apologizing for? I want to ask that one more time. What are you, as a human being, what are you done apologizing for? I want to hear about it. So find me on Facebook and or Instagram at Sadie's Divorced and Happy and direct message me. Or you can email me at Sadie at divorcedandhappy.net and tell me what you are done apologizing for. I want to hear it. I want to hear all about it. Let's get this conversation started. Let's unite. Recovering good girls, unite. 
If you've found value in this episode, please subscribe, follow, rate, review, share. I want you on this life after divorce path with me. It's a happy one. It's a happy one. And if you've found value in this podcast or in today's episode, I want you to consider buying me a cup of coffee. Now, how do you do that? You ask, you just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two. And I thank you in advance for your support. It's been so fun going solo with you today, and I look forward to doing it every Thursday this month. Next month, I will be back with all of my amazing guests. I have some amazing guests for you in August. I'm so excited. And some fun additions to the episodes. Things are popping over here. I'm feeling inspired. Going to mix it up a little bit, add a little more flavor, add some fun, happy layers. Can't wait. You're going to love it. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, a recovering good girl baby. And I cannot wait to connect with you on the next podcast episode. Until then, you take good care.